Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! We got baseball cards, we got football jerseys, we got autographs. We got a whole heck of a lot of fun coming your way. Welcome in, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX by Tad Television, and the ESPN MT app. I just got done chugging a Lotus. <laughs> Actually, didn't finish the entire thing. Got about half left. But it's Friday. Florence Coffee Company Friday. You can stay up late. Go get yourself a Florence Coffee. Uh, the Lotuses are delicious. Plant-based energy. So that's what we're sipping on here on your Friday afternoon. A uh, ton to get to today. Rajim Seabrook riding shotgun with me uh, here on your radio dial. And uh, we will uh, be playing a little hobby time here in just a minute. We got uh, a little jersey box from our great friends at Zootown Sports Cards. Got a couple uh, baseball card packs to rip. Got a couple singles to show off to my man. We're also going to talk... Outdoor Track and Field Championships, that's rolling in Greeley, Colorado today. We're also going to chalk some high school track as part of our uh, Garden City Spotlight, some of the best of the best in the high school track and field world. We also got NBA, we also got NFL, and we also got uh, maybe some historical NFL as well. Uh, I'm always trying to come up with new games this time Mm -hmm. of year. Uh, So... That's what we're going to do here on your Friday. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. Hope you had a great week. Um, we, we, we've just been going around and around and around, but it's good to have Raji, man. He'll be here, uh, pretty much weekly throughout the rest of the summer. What's been going on today? What are you doing? You're you're pretty in purple. Oh man. It's that time of year. As soon as the sun comes out, I got to get these little pollo legs for the non-Spanish speakers, my little chicken legs out there, (laughs) soaking up as much, uh, vitamin D as I can, uh, from the sun. And, uh, it's just time to wear colors that 
make you feel good, that are bright and resonate and, you know, move energy. So from now until middle of September, I like looking like a piece of walking coral reef. I wear a lot of pinks and purples and teals. <laughs> you know, I got to act like I'm at coral reef. Well, I got to act like I'm at I'm in the Caribbean. I can't afford to get there. So I might as well get there in my mind and how I dress. Well, super cool. Um, it's going to be a great summer. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I want to revisit the... Uh, the in-the-park hoops that we're going to be uh, partaking in that you're oh, kind of spearheading. Up, so we'll, ta- we'll talk about let's that Let's talk here. about that. We'll talk about that here after a little while. Uh, I was down at Zootown Sports Cards today. I was running around all over town, saw some of my favorite people, stopped in some of my favorite places. Uh, but Zootown Sports Cards, I can't ever make it out of there without uh, what you got? getting much of something. So uh, got a few nice little singles here. Did you get hooked? Did you buy stuff or did you get donated? Well, so they give us some great stuff to open here on the show, which we're going to open this jersey box in just a little while. Uh, but that we got to, you know, I take it back to the shop, you know, they and but a lot of the times they're hooking it up. A lot of times I'm getting some stuff on my own accord. So this is just what I was able to swoop, a little wheeling and dealing here. What you got? What you got? got? Got a little KG. KG. Uh, SPX, old school. Got a little uh, Anthony Hardaway, a little Penny. Uh, got a little Hakeem Olajuwon. Got a couple 90s basketballs. Question, best center ever? Man, yes. I think in certain ways. Yes. Uh, you're saying yes. Yes. I don't know, man. I think there's so many different ways you can uh, break down best ever, right? Like, did they have the best career? Was he the most dominant? Uh, does he have the best resume, or was he just purely the best at basketball? Right? Okay. Shaq was the most physically dominant, right? Besides Will Chamberlain. Beside Will, but I would say pound for pound skill? Sure. Hakeem Olajuwon. You can say the most skilled for sure, but the, I mean, the two best footwork for sure. Two, ever. Ch- two championships just puts him so far down the list because centers are just like the number one position that wins championships in the NBA. Well, if you look at his stats, number nine in steals. No, for sure. All time. Like when you, when a big man is all time, number nine in steals over all the guards, small forwards and point guards. Come on, man. Back to back. When Michael Jordan retired, he was the best player on the planet when Michael left the league. There was sure. no one more dominant than him. And if he asked Shaquille O'Neal, for sure. who he had the toughest time playing against, this man right here. The dream, baby. Sorry. Hold, hold that thought because we are going to – I actually want to continue this because uh, right now, it's in the NBA, it's been sort of the return of the center. But the new age guys are, are much like Hakeem. I think actually Hakeem Olajuwon would fit better now than he even did back then. And he was so great uh, back then. <laughs> But what? I mean, he would average like 40 points a game now. <laughs> so we'll get to that here in just a minute. Uh, the news of the day, though. These are nice, by the way, for thank ladies you. and yeah, gentlemen. I yeah. uh, liked them. Like liked the pickups. Um, Duncan Hamilton's a kid we talk about on the show a lot. He joined us yesterday to preview the Big, Score, Big Sky excuse me, Outdoor Track and Field Championships. And uh, today, Duncan Hamilton ran... What is one of the most challenging and most unenviable double dips that there is in collegiate track? It's so challenging, one, just because of the quick turnaround, but it's also because the the specific order of events at a championship meet are a little bit different than they are in certain other meets and invitationals. And at championship meets, that's accentuated by the fact that the men's steeplechase, 3,000-meter steeplechase, and then the men's 1,500-meter qualifying are always... One race apart. So the only race that separates those two races is the women's 3,000-meter steeplechase. That's it. That only happens at the outdoor, uh, the, the the conference outdoor championships. So Duncan Hamilton had to do that today. He ran uh, under nine minutes in the steeplechase to take home his fourth consecutive Big Sky Outdoor Championship in the event. 
uh, stamping his case as one of the great steeplechase runners ever in the Big Sky Conference. And then I think that the full math was like 19 to 20 minutes later, he comes back out and runs a three-minute, 54-second, 1,500-meter. So the kid took 20-minute break and then ran a four-minute mile. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to actually even consider that. If I take a 20-minute break, I'm usually taking a nap for another 20 on top of that. I mean, that's, I, that's called a machine. That's a machine, man. And, uh, I mean, just to be able to do that, there, there's hardly anybody that even attempts this double dip. <clears throat> you do have a lot of these distance runners that maybe run the steeplechase and the 5K and the 10K, or they run, you know, the 5 and the 10, or they even run the 1,500 meters, the 5K and the 10K. The steeplechase and the 1,500 meters, the two different diverse like sets of muscles you have to be able to excel at both of those is crazy. It is. And so for him to be able to do it is is uh, unbelievable. Hamilton also, though, paced a 1-2-3 finish in the steeplechase for Montana State. So that's a lot of points for the Bobcats mm-hmm. as they, uh, I, I would say, futilely uh, give chase to Northern Arizona. Nobody's going to catch NAU. That's just the way that it always goes at these meets. But MSU has certainly closed the gap more than any other team in the conference has over the last decade or so. Uh, Owen Smith of Montana State also came in sixth in the steeplechase. So one, two, three, six uh, for the Bobcats in the steeplechase. I think that's indicative of two things. One, just their talent uh, in their distance running crew, but also the Hamilton's not only just setting the pace, but he's also bringing a lot of these guys along with him. I mean, Hamilton's gotten all these headlines, but Rob McManus and Levi Taylor both have steeplechase times. They're going to wor- be worthy of, of national meet recognition. So these, I, I think they're going to have three at least uh, runners going to at least regionals and maybe even nationals in the steeplechase. So that's impressive. Hamilton certainly set the pace and brought all those guys along. Uh, talking about the double dip, there was only two runners that did that, the 3K steeplechase and the 1,500 meters. That was Duncan Hamilton uh, as well as Rob McManus. And McManus, again, Hamilton's getting he- headlines. We're going first, first. But McManus goes second in the steeplechase and then sixth in the 1,500 meters. So pretty impressive uh, turnaround for him as well. And uh, I guess you might as well just call it Steeplechase U because in the women's steeplechase, Grace Gilbreth of Montana State also takes third. So four total medals for the Bobcats in the steeplechase. I guess it's not uh, maybe a surprise considering uh, Montana State head track and field coach Lyle Weiss is a uh, former steeplechase champion in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, from the from the Grizz side, yesterday Morgan Radke scored points. She finished third in the uh, women's heptathlon. So that was a great uh Crescendo to her career, a Drummond product, who's a senior there at Montana. Uh, and then the, the lone point score today for the Grizz, Alfred Peterson. Uh, he he high jumped six foot seven and a half uh, to play seventh. Oh, and uh, one other young lady set herself up uh, to maybe score some points as well. That's Brooke Stainer. She scored points yesterday in her first ever uh, pentathlon, and then today she ran the seventh fastest qual- qualifying time. Uh, in the 110, or excuse me, in the 100 meter hurdles. So the Missoula Sentinel product, freshman there for the Grizz, uh, showing nicely. You're a you're a football guy, yes, sir. There's, there's some great like online resources for high school football and, and like track uh, stat trackers. Excuse me, like Max Preps is okay, pretty good. There's a lot of different places you can find info, mm-hmm. but track and field is the spot where they they have the absolute best tracker. They have this database called Athletic.net, and basically everybody in the country uses this thing. I just think it's the coolest website, and I think it makes it so fun to cover track because you can go on there and, like, Brooke Stainer, who's only a freshman at Montana, 
th- this technology has been around for 10 years. So all of her times from high school all the way through now are in there. So you can just like see these incremental improvements in the athletes. It's just a cool hmm. uh, sort of database. I don't know. I wish that there was something applicable to that that was uh, as like widely accepted as a centralizing database for like football and, and basketball. Yeah, be cool. I, I think it would help. I think it would help, sure. especially kids that live in places like Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas, where um, scouting uh, due to the weather and travel and the expense to try to get to places like this, uh, something like uh, a medium like that would would help uh, get kids into to, into programs that they may traditionally um, not be able to. I think technology is, has increased opportunity for the young ones trying to play post-high school sports on any level. No, for sure. Uh, from Andrew, Andrew Houghton, our producer, he'll join us with some blindside questions in hour number two. Um Autumn Morse finished third in the Javelin, so I guess that's gone final since I last looked. I looked about three, uh, and we stand here about ten after four uh, on your Friday afternoon on Nuanas Now. Uh, Autumn Morse, third in the Javelin, and Kylie Frolich, a good story. Uh, somebody Love Missoula, that kid. She's, she's a great kid, and uh, somebody out of Missoula Sentinel who uh, had opportunities to go to the college level for two different sports. She chose basketball, uh, but then because she has extra eligibility, Several years after her basketball career has ended, she's now throwing javelin uh, for the track and field program at Montana, and she placed eighth, so uh, good for her. A couple other uh, Montana ties, University of and or Montana State from the outdoor championships. Carolyn Hawks, a outstanding debut for her at the Big Sky Championship. She's a freshman at Montana State. She runs 54.78 seconds in the 400 meters. That's the third fastest qualifying time. Her MSU teammate, Peyton Garrison, was fifth in the 400 at 55.67. Uh, do we have men's javelin results yet? Uh, you just text me if you find those, because that's one where Montana could really score some points. Probably the event to watch for the Bobcats was Duncan Hamilton in the, in the steeplechase, so that's already happened. And probably the event to watch, if you're talking about the Grizzlies, is probably the men's javelin. Evan Todd, the overwhelming favorite in it, but he also has uh, a couple other teammates given chase. Uh, Matthew Hockett also has a, a top javelin throw so far, a qualifying throw in the Big Sky, so uh, that's certainly one to watch as well. Other Big Sky news here on Nuanas now. Isaac Jones, who was the Big Sky newcomer of the year last year at Idaho, he's out. We already knew that, but now he's found his landing place. He's going to Washington State, so that's pretty funny. Moving about eight miles down the road between Pullman and Moscow. Way to save money, and uh, you get to, you'll have have the cleanest laundry on the on campus because you can just go home, dump it off at mom or grandpa or whoever, and then get right back on the campus and do your thing. Uh, from Andrew, the men's javelin throw is tomorrow, so uh, we'll have an update for you uh, on Monday about the rest of these outdoor championships. I was having such bad FOMO today, man. I was, I was wishing I was there. I love these. Have you ever been to a college track meet like this, a college championship meet? Nope. Man, you should you should go sometime. It's an unbelievable spectacle. Well, invite me to go. For and sure, I'll do that. for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, next year we should just plan on going if it's in a closer place than Greeley, Colorado. I just couldn't make it to Greeley. That's a little far. <laughs> yeah, that's a heck of an Uber when, uh, tab, uh, when right? When it's in Ogden or Pocatello or Bozeman, do it. we definitely go. But uh, yeah, we should go. College track is the only collegiate sport I've never seen live. Oh, I've wow. seen oh, every. Wow. I've done. I mean, I've done it all. Uh, crew rowing, yeah, yeah. platform diving. Football, lacrosse, basketball, but never I've never done collegiate track. Well, very cool. Uh, Nuance now, ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. Let's oh. just start it off with a bang. I told you we were going to do this today. Oh! 
so this is so here's the here's the deal. Zootown Sports Cards is located down there uh, in the Stevens Center. It's a relatively new location, uh, but a beautiful spot for them. Right next to Vietnam Noodle that, to give right. you a landmark. Exactly right next to Vietnam Noodle, right up the row from our good friends at Katie O'Keefe's. So here's the scoop here. These are really cool. This is uh, this is an autographed jersey box. It's called Hidden Treasures. So sick. So what you get here is you get a game day jersey that's autographed by a um, NFL player, whether it's current or former. And you got one on the wall. We, we're we got we're Rick, moving the sports, though, We got folks. Rick Barry hanging on the wall over here. Poorly hung. I know, right? Don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> so uh, here's the deal if you want to get one of these. This, this is retails at $170. We're going to open this up, and we could get anybody from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes to Jalen Hurts to Steve Young uh, to, you know, hold, hold CJ Stroud. I was going to say, are there any hamburgers on there that you just don't want? Like, well, that's, that's the whole shtick here is whatever you get out of this box is going to have some sort of resale value or some sort of, like, you know, some sort of collectible value, right? Everything that's in here is going to be worth at least probably 50 bucks. All right. But, but if you're buying this, it's sort of like gambling, right? You're, you're buying something for 170 and it might be worth way less. It might be worth very equal, or it might be worth way more. And then if you get, you know, well, what, the Patrick Mahomes is probably worth a ton of money. Right. I just don't want to, you to open that, and it's like Tyrone Wheatley. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it could, it could be. It could I, be. I mean, it could be. I mean, that would still be cool. But I'm just, I'm, I'm God, I wish we had a general. I know. I should Christmas peeled, in May. I should have peeled the sticker uh, before. You we, know what? Why don't I peel that? You keep talking. No, I'm just it. the kickstand on I your Harley it. take. All right. right. All this, right. This is great TV. Wow, of course it is. You, why don't, you, interesting. It's, dude, you, my so son's get, birthday is in two two weeks. I'll buy that from we, you. We get uh, Robert Mathis is the jersey. Uh, Robert Mathis is uh, such an interesting Oh, one. that's sick. I, I've talked about this extensively with my brother. Uh, I think that actually Robert Mathis is, I would say, the litmus test for pass rushers as a Hall of Famer. If you are as good or better than Robert Mathis, you are a Hall of Famer. And if you are worse than him, you are not. In other words, he is a great pass rusher, but probably the worst pass rusher that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because he's over 100 sacks. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You, yep, I'll give you that. That is sick. I like it because it's just not someone I thought about. I also love that number. Good old 98. That's dope. This is sweet. Thanks that to Zootown Sports Cards. If you want to play a fun game... Uh, Go get one of these jersey boxes down there. We also have some cards to open up uh, oh, in wow. the uh, the second half of the show as what well. What a lucky guy you are. I know, right? That's cool. You're that lucky, that smart, and that good-looking <laughs> trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, thanks, dude. Um, that is dope. Let's talk more NBA, though, because I do think it's very fascinating what you were just talking about. Um, Current NBA, uh, or are we going back in time? Well, I mean, if you're talking, you were t- you were mentioning Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, I, I do best think center he, ever. I, I think it's interesting to analyze him because I think objectively he does he is not has did not have the best career of any center. That that's no question. Bill Russell or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or right. Wilt Chamberlain. Those three have the three best resumes in NBA history, besides Michael Jordan, probably. Mm-hmm. But Hakeem Olajuwon, he did own the NBA for a moment in time. That puts you above a lot of players. Like, there's a lot of players that are all-time great players that were never, for one second, the best player in the world, right? Mm -hmm. There's probably only been, what, 20 guys, 30 guys in the history of the NBA that actually got to hold the title of best player in the world because guys, when they got it, would hold it forever, right? 
I mean, Michael Jordan was the best player in the world for like 13 straight years, right? LeBron James. Like, LeBron, was, like yes. Kevin Durant is, is an all-time great player. He has never been the best player in the world, not for one second of his career. Not as long as LeBron was That's in the league. That's what I'm saying. Not as long as LeBron was in the league. And now there's a couple other guys that are maybe above them too. But like to be the best in the world at that exact moment, it, it is a specific thing. And Kakeem Olajuwon certainly... Uh, Absolutely. He, he sat on that throne for a minute. A, a, a hot minute, back-to-back championships, uh, dominant center. I think a lot of times what, what, with Hakeem, how he gets overshadowed is um, during the age of the center in the NBA, there were so many other centers that were great at that time that actually entered the Hall of Fame within one For or sure. two years of Hakeem. So there there wasn't as much shine on that position due to the greatness of the position at the time. And then I also, um, I hate to say it, social geographic location. Like, there wasn't a lot of noise coming out of Houston to the rest of the world, you know, yeah. like as far as a sports hub of the world. Um Chicago, L.A., Boston, New York, and Detroit were were, were the loudest things on the planet yeah. uh, for the NBA at that time. Uh, so there was a he got overshadowed not because of his lack of greatness, just a little bit of where he was. And then you know keep keep doing what you're doing. But the other thing is he never had that Batman and Robin thing. Like that's he true. he didn't have someone to lift him and, or polarize him and, and, on and, his and, own and team. And I think that's why I think that's what the detractors would take away from Hakeem Olajuwon is they would say, well, he only won those two titles because Michael Jordan was retired those two years. But I would actually say that's one of the things that fortifies his argument and his legacy the most is that Patrick Ewing was in the league at the exact same time. David Robinson was in the league at the exact same time. Carl Malone was in the league at the exact same time. Charles Barkley was in the league at the exact same time. None of those guys reached up and grabbed the brass ring. Hakeem did. Yep. Hakeem got up and got it and beat Shaq in the finals when Shaq was a young powerhouse. So And took gave him the business. Oh, he absolutely gave him the business. So it's just interesting. I also think it's an interesting conversation. Nuan is now uh, ESPN Radio because the rise of the center has returned to the NBA and now a couple of the best players in the league, including the two guys that have won the last three MVPs, <laughs> Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, um, they're dominating the sport right now. I mean, Jokic last night, I thought, I thought last night will be a uh, uh, a game that will be remembered for Jokic and the Nuggets just in terms of what it did for them uh, for a long time because they, they made it to the conference finals with this core once, mm-hmm. but it was in the bubble and a lot of people kind of hated on it. And then the Lakers just bare bottom spanked them in the conference finals. And uh, now they're back. Mm-hmm. Now they await. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be no denying it now. Now you either get to play LeBron or, or Steph. Take, pick your poison. I, exactly. So, uh, But I thought last night's win by the Nuggets was big time, though, because people have sort of whispered and screamed that Jokic and the Nugs can't do it in the playoffs. But you give a healthy Jamal Murray and all of a sudden, I mean, that's a real title contender. They look they look very good. The, the work, the statement cohesive unit was on. For sure. Like, last night, that was just the, I don't know, like, everything was just click, 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 click. That that was just, I look at them like, who, who beats them? For who sure. Be, who beats them? I also, uh, they talked, it was so funny because Andrew and I talked about this. We were texting about it during the game. And then they talked about it on Inside the NBA. And Scott Van Pelt also talked about it. All sort of different versions of the same thing we were all saying. You got to watch the Nuggets multiple times in a row. Because then you realize, like, Jokic, so many of the shots he takes look like ugly shots. And it looks like they're not going in. But then you realize, like, this dude makes everything. <laughs> And he's also the maybe best controller of the spacing of the floor in the whole league. I mean, 
it's so funny. We were watching the other night, and my girlfriend was like, why is he playing point guard? And I'm like, because he is their point guard. He is their point guard. And he's seven guard. feet tall and like 300 pounds. You know who's sitting around crying, wishing they had the hot tub time machine for a player like him? <laughs> who's that? Greg Popovich. Don Nelson, Don actually. Nelson will get right? one. So when, when you think of the advent of the power or point forward, big guys bringing things up, Don Nelson caught hell for that. For sure. Hell for it when you have big dudes bringing up the yep. ball to be facilitators. Could you imagine what Don Nelson could have done with this cat? For sure. With where his mind was back then? For sure. Like, we, we could be talking about another Olajuwon or some or someone of that ilk because he was so far ahead of his time in developing players like this like this guy today. But it was just 20, 32, 30 years too early. Why do you think it is, Rajim Seabrook chiming in here hey. on New Orleans now, why do you think it is that Jokic isn't more popular? Is it because his game is clunky? I think part of it is clunky. I think he's never on the tip of the tongue, you know what I mean? He's like not. At the, at the bar stool conversations, the barbershop conversations, people are screaming about LeBron and, and who you know, KD and Kyrie and Kobe and Doncic and whatever. Okay, but you Giannis. know what? Think about all of it, minus Giannis, all of those all those aforementioned players also do a fair share of their own screaming to be heard. Ooh, that's a great point. I mean, that that's part of it, right? Like Kyrie Irving's been the headlines for the last four years. Someone put a sock in his <laughs> mouth and <laughs> shut his butt up. I mean, for sure, right? Like that's the whole thing. Is he, he's in the headlines for the last four years, not because of performance, but because of drama. The other things, and I mean, LeBron's in in you know the news for stuff on court, off court, businesses, sure, wine making. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and everyone yeah. else. Katie's a big whiner, and you know he's got reactive attachment issues and all that stuff. You don't you don't see this guy out there doing that. There's also a part of him that he's not the most marketable fellow. Yeah, that's. I think that that's a huge part of it. I think yeah. he's a very stoic. Yeah. I mean, he, he's from Eastern Europe. Yep. He, he has, you know, stoic. He Jokic. has nothing, no sort of a personality that a, no. that American would would consider charismatic. That's. I think that's why one of the reasons why he's so good, though. Yeah. Because he's emotionless. Like. Yeah. Or not even emotionless. He's just cold blooded. Oh, totally. Uh, he is ready to take you apart, and there's he's nothing to, that's going to He's here him. to play basketball. He's For not sure. here to be like. So that's true. I think he, you know, he's not. He's not getting sound bites after nope. the game. He's not. He doesn't have shoe deals. Nope. There, there's a lot that goes into all that. So you know, when I when when I look at that, and it is what it is. Um, th- those are those are some X factors as to why. Last night, the um, the Philadelphia 76ers had a golden opportunity. Son, and. They they were back and forth with the Celtics. Then they took the lead with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and then they faded. They did an unbelievable job, exquisite job, of taking Jason Tatum out the game in the first three quarters. And then Tatum just absolutely roasted them in the fourth quarter, hit like four threes, scored 19 points, and the Celtics win going away. That is one of those, for one team, one that just lights the fuse and the rockets go to the moon. And for the other team, you light the, the, the hut on fire. Like, the whole thing is done. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, totes, totes. Both teams were yeah, right yeah. there, neck and neck, and Philly could have had a landmark win to close out the Celtics. Not so much. Now they're going to go play Game 7. Two things last night, man. First of all, Embiid and Harden, where were you? Wait, and, and like, that, where, where, I'm saying and, I don't Embiid, care. Embiid fell towards in like the middle of the fourth quarter, and then he was limping, and you have to wonder if he's hurt. Son, but that's been the story of his life. You're hurt, not injured. Know and learn and play through yeah. the difference. We've all been hurt. I know. He's just he's one of those few rare examples, though, because he's just so unbelievably big. 
There's just really nobody to compare him to. Dude, the moment is Not there. even Shaq falls that hard, though, because Shaq doesn't move as as fluidly. No, it's true. He's like a raw Olajuwon out there. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's at this he point, reminds I don't even know of. if you can say he's even raw anymore, though. I mean, dude no, scores like 33 well, points a game. He's the MVP of the, of the NBA this year. You know? Well, I know that. Just raw. He's still raw in, in some aspects. He is, for sure. Maybe not raw is the right word. Rugged. Yeah. Rugged would yeah. be the better way to describe him. I don't care, man. He wasn't demanding the ball. Yeah, yeah. And when, when you get James Harden, who was the Ofer Gopher, and what I mean that by that, he was Ofer what Ofer five, Ofer four in the yeah, fourth, right? And and there, it was such a. I mean, Harden to that point had started to rewrite the narrative of his of his playoff life. He'd always been a dud in the playoffs. Then he absolutely won game one by himself. Totally. And then he dragged them all the way back and hit the game winner in overtime totally. to win game four. So he, if he gets a big game or even a big fourth quarter in a closeout game last night and they go to the conference finals, the whole thing is rewritten. Oh, and, book. They, and they totally dropped the ball. Oh, actually, literally and figuratively speaking, because there were some key turnovers last night that, that, that killed him too. And now you get game seven, but now you got to go back to Boston. And you, you already Which, had a chance to close it out at home, and that's just such a bad I, scenario for well, Philly. here's the thing. They took two of their three wins in Boston. So right. I don't true, think them true. going playing in their house is going to be an issue. You took two or three? Totally. They, 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 that fear factor may not be there. Now the sense of urgency goes up to make that fear factor go down. We'll see. More NBA on the other Let's side. Go. We also might even open some baseball cards. It's Memorabilia Friday. It's also Ford's <laughs> yeah, Coffee man. Friday. We're all juiced up on the Lotus. We'll see you on the other side. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. So much sugar, so much lotus. All of it in the life of Reggie. I actually had a sugar-free Lotus. His is sugar-free, too, but he, now he's eating cookies. So this thing might go to the moon. <laughs> Welcome back. New Honest Now, ESPN Radio, uh, SWX, Vontae Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, Andrew, I got a question uh, just briefly. What do you? What did you think of uh, Isaac Jones to Washington State? I mean, obviously, the, the low-hanging fruit is it's hilarious that he's transferring eight miles from where he currently is in Moscow to Pullman. But... Um, I have a hard time analyzing him because, he, he, I mean, he averaged 20 points per game in the Big Sky last year. He's the newcomer of the year at Idaho, but they won, like, five conference games, and they were terrible. So I don't really know what he actually, like, contributed. 
Yeah, and a lot of his success was just, uh, man, being bigger, stronger, and right, jumping right. I mean, he's, higher. He's a 6'9", 260. There's just not a lot of guys in the league like him. Right, and hugely athletic. I mean, not yeah. a lot of guys who could guard him in the post, so I don't really know how that translates uh, to the Power Five. One thing I will say for him, what an incredible career story, right? Three years at Wenatchee Valley. Oh, baby. Then well, you're in you Idaho, want, now you're in the Pac-12. If you want to laugh your butt off, go look at this guy's stats from Wenatchee Valley. First of all, that's a sweet J.C. League. Two of my buddies played in that mm-hmm. J.C. League. There's a lot of ballers in Washington. Hoopers! Uh, but Wenatchee Valley is one of the better schools. Um, Anthony Johnson, who played for the Grizz, he was from Yakima Valley in that same uh, J.C. League. But Isaac Jones dropped, like, I think 61 in a junior college game. He had multiple 50-point games. I remember laughing out loud when I was looking at his recruiting profile when he signed with Idaho. Um, but it is. It's sort of just uh, – this is where – okay, last last thing for you. Andrew, Andrew's going to come back on in hour number two as well. And, and Regime can, can follow up on this in a second. Uh, sometimes it's human nature for us to clown on the guys who have this utmost sense of belief in themselves – and especially when then they don't live up to that elevated sense of belief. But then also, a lot of times, if you don't bet on yourself, you're not going to get that far. So, like, Isaac Jones clearly believed in himself, and now he is going to the Pac-12. I guess, is, does this, like, spur on more of just transferring, transferring until you get to the top level? Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be a path to follow now for, for players right. who even if you transfer into the big sky. Right. Uh, are you, it's your second JC, right? You go JC, then low D1, then high D1? I think a lot of people could start doing that. I mean, you got to prove yourself, of course, in the Big Sky Conference first, but Isaac Jones definitely did that. And if, you know, if the rules are going to allow you to do it without sitting out a year, I think a lot of people are going to start taking that shot. Andrew Houghton, you're on Nuanas now. Uh, Raj. Yeah, man. We always make fun of the guys that, like, have an over-elevated sense of belief when that is not true. Oh, boy. Right? But then... You also have to have an over-elevated self, self, uh, a sense of belief to get to the very top level. Like you got to be your biggest fan. You already lost the fight if you think you lost the fight. You know what I mean? You have to always think you're going to win the fight. No matter what, if you think you're going to lose, you're going to lose. It's called the boxing mentality. Right. You have to go in thinking you're going to knock that guy out regardless of the sport that you're or activity that you're involved in. And I kind of like what uh, this is almost like a scaffolding. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. Too much chocolate chip and lotus. Got the sugar. Got the sugar sweets going on. Um, I like his journey because it it, yeah, it right. shows that if you put in the effort and you're diligent, especially for those kids who aren't going D one, you know, right out the gate. This guy was like, it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. And his destination is ending right where he wanted to, albeit five years later. Couple more uh, NBA talking points coming out of last night. Um, and into tonight, I, when I walked into the studio uh, to drop some stuff off, and then I had to go run over to the, the uh, kiosk real quick because I wanted to get a couple of my bets in tonight before the NBA started. So what do you think of this uh, game in Miami tonight? The, the Heat are seven-and-a-half-point favorites, which I thought was pretty steep. The Heat are good at home, uh, and they have certainly had the upper hand and, and been the dominant team in this series against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I still thought seven and a half was pretty steep, though. Uh, they're mm-hmm. on the sports bet Montana machine. I mean, do you think the Knicks have a chance to go to Miami and keep this series alive? I it, it, honestly, it depends what Knicks team shows up. Are we going to see the Knicks who were great in the first round? Are we going to see the Knicks who look like I don't know a, 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 a D three? Um, 
college team playing against Michigan of the late 90s. Like, there were just some really questionable areas of play that the Knicks have shown, especially in their losses. Like, some of the shots that were jacked up, I mean, there was just lack of patience, lack of discipline, and lack of execution, which I don't care who you are, that's the recipe for successfully losing. And, um... Right now, the Knicks, Knicks, you know, I'm a Knicks fan, born and raised, but they've, they've got to stop this bipolar aspect to their personality yeah. and team character because... Is that, a, is that a part of their character, or is, is it just because they just don't have a player to put them over the top? Because well, like their big three are good, but they're not like the level you need to be to be in the final four of the NBA. You know what I mean? Their big three are all Robins to what would be someone else's right. Batman. If they, you and had they, one superstar on that team and those guys are two, three, four, now you're a dynamite. You might be a championship contender. Totally. And they don't, they're, they, I would say they're three, four, five. They're, the Knicks sure. are missing a good sure. one, two. Right. So when I, and, 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 and RJ Barrett still has, I think, the upward mobility to maybe be a, a, a two. He does. For sure. And Absolutely. I, and, and Jalen Brunson is. He's such a quintessential point guard that I don't think it really matters where he is on the hierarchy. He's a great piece because he can make other guys around him better. And I think that that's what it is. I think at times that he plays out of position and tries to do too much from his position, and he needs he's, he he needs someone else to you know go back to being a better facilitator. The other thing with the Knicks is uh, what I felt midway through uh, games two, three, and four were they were just happy to get out of the first round. Yeah, you know, like they were just happy to get asked to the prom and show sure, up and sure. hang on. You know. I mean, yeah. Become wallflowers. It is a, 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 mark, uh, a notable victory because they hadn't won a playoff series in 10 years. 10 years. So, yeah, this is uncharted territory. And it's like, I'm glad you got the suit. I'm glad you got the nice kicks. You're at the prom. Dance. Like, let's go or go home. And the Knicks are right there on that cliff tonight. I, so we'll also, see. I also had to get over there because I only did a little sprinkling on tonight's game because I actually am a little bit uncertain on it. I didn't like the Miami at, at six and a half. I, I, I thought the total was okay because I do think it'll be a low-scoring game, so I did take the under. But most of what I th- rolled with was the Lakers because I, I think the Lakers are going to close out the Warriors tonight. Yeah. LeBron James is 15-0 and 0 in closeout games at home. Uh, over the last, I think, 12 years. So, I mean, he's won 15 straight closeout games at home. Uh, I mean, I hate to keep saying it, but I, I told you back in March, I thought after the, the Lakers made the moves they did at the trade deadline, got rid of Russell Westbrook. Smart. Revamped, like, the whole the whole uh, the entire uh, room of role players on their roster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, knew, I told you that LeBron was going to pace it so that he'd be at least healthy enough at this time of year, and and if Anthony Davis could give you more than he cost oh, you, God. then all of a sudden you, you could actually truly make a run at winning the Western Conference. It sounded crazy. It's not crazy. The, the Lakers are absolutely one of the best teams in the NBA right now. They also have such a advantageous matchup against the Warriors. I think they close it out tonight. I think they. I think LeBron does it, and he just cements the legacy of taking another meh team to a conference final. Uh, well, tell me about what do you think of this dynamic? Because LeBron has LeBron has played on a, a couple super teams, and he's played on a couple of like meh teams. Right. I mean, those the Miami teams with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and Ray Allen. I mean, that's about as good. I mean, you got oh. four Hall of Famers on one oh, team. Oh yeah, sick teams. But a couple of those Cleveland teams. He definitely. You know, Kyrie Irving was good, but uh, he definitely. Drafted some teams for sure, especially early and late during totally. his time in Absolutely. Cleveland. Uh, I think Antonio, or excuse me, Anthony Davis is the the m- most complimentary player to LeBron James that he's ever played with when they're both playing well. But this is the, da- hmm. the dynamic I want to ask What's you about. Though, that's, is, that's it. I'm going to come back to you on that the, one. The dynamic I think is is so uh, 
interesting now, though, is LeBron used to... LeBron needs a bunch of guys that he can trust and that when he kicks on the ball in the corner, they're going to make that shot half the time. That's what he needs. Just to stay in the corner and make the shot half the time. He LeBron used, has to play with guys he likes. That's true, too. So he I, used, Not he so used much to, trust, but likes. He used to recruit all the homies to just go stand in the corner, right? Mike Miller, I know you Mike forever. Miller. Go. James Jones, go stay in the corner. I don't care if you can play D. I'll make up all your mistakes. Kevin Love. You just stand there, and I'm going to pass you the ball, and boom, you got to hit the shot. You best be hitting it. And that's it. And I like to hit, hang out with you. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Like, exactly like <laughs> in the barbershop. But now the dynamic's different. Yes, sir. Because LeBron's old, and he's got kids, and he's a dad, and he's living the middle-aged life, except for on the basketball court. So now, instead of getting a bunch of, of his friends that maybe are three steps too slow, but he likes them and trusts them and can pass them the ball, now he's got his kids. Now he's got a bunch of dudes that are 23 that grew up watching him. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different thing. You can tell because man for man, they have a whole bunch of, I wouldn't say nobodies, but hardly anybody's that uh, in terms of their rotation. Like Hachibura was not a guy until like the last two weeks, right? True. Like D'Angelo Russell was Facts. was buried and dead, and now they've resurrected him from the dead. You know, I mean, they're getting Austin Reeves was in the G League two years ago, and now he's scoring 20 points in playoff games. That's because of LeBron. It's just an interesting dynamic because now he has – the leadership works a little better now with younger guys. They don't need to it's, – it's ironic because the talent isn't as good, but they're coming along at a higher level because they're like, oh, my gosh, we're with LeBron. we got to get LeBron to the finals. Oh, totally. we got to take we got to take Uncle Bronny there. We got to – he's closing out. It is almost Let's, like an Uncle Bronny too, right? It is an Uncle Bronny because, I mean, even though it, it's kind of weird because, like, when you look at, like, LeBron feels old, but he really isn't. Yeah. Because if you take, you know, two to three, four years away from what would have been college years, like, he's still really young in the scheme of life. Old for basketball, I gotcha. But still really young, and these and these cats are just almost enamored, if you will, um, by, by playing alongside him and wanting to propel him back to where... We're used to seeing LeBron play. If LeBron James gets this team to the conference yes. finals, where is that rank in his career accomplishments? It's hard to like just pull him. He's had so many career accomplishments. So let me let me tell you something, man. <laughs> let me tell. Let me let me. Come on, children, sit down, gather around the campfire. <laughs> we don't have a little talky talk. Uncle Uncle Buckets is in the house. <laughs> when you can make Jr. Smith your number two and make him look good and win a ring, right? It's true. I don't care what he does tonight. You made J.R. Smith a household name. No, it's true. It's true. And Anthony Davis, for as up and down as he is. Oh, I'm going to Shaq. An- say that name again. I'm going to do what Shaq did the other night when he got hit on the head. Say Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. <laughs> did you see how hard those guys were laughing at Anthony Davis? But that's the thing, too. Oh, though. he said it again. You Anthony know, Davis. You know that he's going to show up. Oh, Every other man, night. This guy. Guess what? He was off last night. So that means he's coming back tonight. Bet the Lakers. Bet the under. That's what I did. Thanks to Sportsbet Montana for our continuation of our NBA conversations around here. You can find stuff. Sportsbet Montana uh, kiosks uh, by visiting their website, clicking on locations. And uh, Lakers, uh, they tip at 8 o'clock. So you still got some time. Don't tell them I sent you, though. Do your own thing. Yeah, I'm going to ask you that. That's coming. But first, take a break, talk a little 70s NFL. We're just all over the place today. We're having fun. Who is now? ESPN Radio. the time that we're kicking it together on Fridays, it's it's just our audition to add a, a hip-hop channel to the 
Let's go. The umbrella of Missoula Broadcasting Company. I'm only half kidding. No, I was now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX by Television, and the ESPN MT app. If you ever do uh, change the channel Which? from uh, ESPN Radio, you're allowed to go a couple places. 1033, the trail. Yes, sir. You're also allowed to go to uh, 1059, Jack FM. Yes, please. And uh, you can also swing by 1045. The U as well. Uh, those are the only other ones you're allowed to listen to. That's pretty much the only ones uh, you need to listen to anyways. Uh, you are listening right now to 1029 ESPN Missoula. Thanks for kicking it with us here uh, on your uh, Friday. Uh, as I mentioned, Rajim Seabrook is kicking it with What's us. Uh, time for our Garden City Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. We do our Treasure State's best each uh, week here highlighting some of the best uh, track and field times from around the state. Just wanted to give you a couple of the top times from here in Missoula, uh, from, from Missoulians so far uh, as part of our Garden City Spotlight. These are all high school track times. Uh, Hudson Lepke of Missoula Settle, he ran 10.93 in, in the 100 meters. Uh, that's, I mean, he's he's one of only six guys in the whole state, all classifications that are uh, I want him to play seconds. football again and come back. Hopefully he does. Um, we'll never know. Luca Dombrowski of Missoula Loyola has a top six time right now in the uh, 400 meters, 50.26 seconds. Uh, there's several really great distance runners, uh, middle distance and long distance runners. Daniel Wiltsey of Missoula Hellgate, Keegan Crosby of Missoula Sentinel each have top 10 times in the 800 meters. Phineas Colescott of Missoula Hellgate, he has a uh, the second best time in the mile so far this year, 421.16, which is just blazing fast. Crosby, also not just an 800 guy. He also has a top 10 time uh, in the mile as well out of uh, Missoula Sentinel. Cole Scott also has the third best time in the state in the two mile as well. Uh, so the Columbia-bound Missoula Hellgate senior, uh, pretty impressive. Corbin Weltstein of Missoula Hellgate has a top five time in the 110 hurdles, one of only five guys under 15 seconds so far this year. Rally Dupras of Missoula Big Sky, 15.19 seconds, also a top 10 time uh, in the hurdles. Alex Shields of Missoula Hellgate, second best shot put throw in the entire state of Montana, 54 feet 4 inches. Uh, Danny Sermon of Missoula Sentinel. Oh, I'm his position coach. That's my go. guy, big hey. tight end. Got some offers from northern Colorado, big uh, boy. That's nice. And, uh, I mean, here's the thing. If you're a tight end... And you could throw the disc 167. That shows me you got great feet, mm. and that and great feet translates then to being. When people say, "Oh, he's got a great frame," he can add weight. You can only add weight if you got balance and good feet. Else, you're just going to add bad weight. It's going to be disadvantage for you. Guys that can spin and move, they have a chance to really gain gain weight and add weight and be good. So uh, interesting, and, and uh, he's going to be a senior next year, right? He will you. be a senior. You know who has that same philosophy as Nick Saban. Nick Saban yeah. loves the big dancing bears at a yeah, young yeah. age. Totally. If you're a big dude at a young age with good feet, it translates well yeah. later. So Sermon's throw in the discus at 167, second best in the state, uh, behind Andrew Burroughs of Hamilton. It's our Garden City Spotlight, presented by uh, Missoula Electric Co-op. Aiden Nichols of Missoula Hellgate has the top javelin throw in the state of Montana. Timber uh, Nielsen also in the top 10 at 168.3. Uh, Nick Nichols, by the way, 189.8, which is an impressive throw uh, so far. Hunter Preston of Hellgate is uh, has the top mark in the high jump at six foot six. So Hellgate's going to have some opportunities uh, to score some points uh, at the Class AA state meet here later on in the month. 
Joey Sandberg of Missoula Big Sky is one of only four vaulters to go over 14 feet so far this year. His mark of exactly 14 feet is the uh, the fourth best in the state all class, but the best in AA, so he's certainly one of the favorites. Grady Walker, a kid who started his career in Missoula Oil and now at Missoula Sentinel. Another kid I coach. You're yeah. just I, great. Love. I saw him last week. Gave him a big old hug. Welcome to back. Because you know he yeah, moved yeah. away from yeah, a minute. Yeah, moved away to Spokane for a little yes, while. Yes, sir. Right? Now that big old G Dub is back. Love he's, you, fella. He's a sweet uh, athlete, man. He's gonna. He's be, a sweet boy. He's got a lot of upside. Uh, but Thank he, his mom for that. Not his dad. He's a bum. <laughs> Not just playing. I know his dad. He's cool. We're good, Walk. Uh, Missoula Sentinel's uh, most recent addition, though, in uh, in the horizontal jumps, Grady Walker. Second best triple jump in the state, 44-8. How about on the girls' side, best of the best when it comes to Missoula? Isabel Berry has the uh, fourth best 200-meter time out of Missoula, Iola, 25.58 seconds. Uh, Brianna Smith, this is a great story. I've already told it a couple times, but it's pretty cool. Never done track before ever. She's a freshman at Missoula Sentinel. Mm-hmm. She's got a top 10 time in the 400, and she's got the single best time in the entire state in the 800 meters. What's up, girl? Let's go, that's, Sparta. That's called natural talent uh, then meets great courage because to come out for track for the first time, do that, and also have that ability, uh, pretty darn uh, impressive. Caitlin Skinner of Missoula Hellgate has a top 10 time in the mile, as does Jameson Malloy. Malia Bradford of Missoula Sentinel also a top 10 time in the mile. Rose Wiltsey of Missoula Hellgate, also top 10 time. Sophia Miller of Missoula Hellgate, also a top 10 time. So a lot of great uh, runners in the distance, a lot of great athletes in the distances there in Missoula Hellgate. Dude, I've coached 75% of those kids. I love it. It's because you're a, a stalwart in the uh, community, Missou- in the, in the Missoula uh, high it. school sports community. Man. I love it. Take care of the babies, man. 100%. A couple of the best of the best uh, jumpers in Missoula, or excuse me, in the state are from Missoula. Ava Kellenberg has had a great year so far. She's jumped 5-4 in the high jump, and she also has the top long jump in the state at 18-6, and the second longest uh, triple jump in the state at 37-8. Emily McElmurray in Missoula Sentinel also has the top triple jump in the state, 38-1. Big fan of that young person. A lot of great uh, marks for uh, Missoula's finest here. Great names. Good. All those kids are solid. Like, Sam's the athlete, like athleticism and accomplishments. I just, for the parents, uncles, godparents, teachers, mentors, all those kids are solid kids. Izzy Berry, Danny Sermon, like all just outstanding children and solid families. A lot of great mentoring happening in Missoula. So keep it up. Yes, sir. Keep contributing. Uh, Garden City Spotlight is presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Mm-hmm. Your kids are going to be playing outside the uh, this time of year. So uh, have the talk with them. Let them know uh, exactly what the rules are. Don't touch any uncovered wires or any uncovered sort of cabling. Stay off the utility boxes, the green electricity boxes, all that sort of stuff. Your kids are going to be playing outside in the park, so keep them safe. Make sure they know uh, what they should and should not touch. Uh, Garden City uh, Spotlight, Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op is uh, trying to do their best to make sure everybody and their family stays safe uh, all summer long. Mm Mm-hmm. I have been arguing and standing on the table for Jimmy Butler for the last couple weeks. I got to ask Rajim about this. We are also then going to talk some 70s NFL, and we got some NFL blindside. Plus, we probably have more about the NBA than just Jimmy Butler to talk about. We'll do all that next in the second hour. Let's go. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.